Holy crap, dude. Welcome to True Patriot Podcast. I don't know what episode anymore. We're, we're going to give that up. We're Moving stop. on. Yeah, we're going to stop. We've grown. We've matured. <laughs> <laughs> episode number 50-something. Somewhere in there. Yep. Uh, what's going on, Jake? Another week. Another week <laughs> down. <laughs> we had a rocky start there. Man, that we are uh, definitely. This is going to be a rough episode. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> we we're playing an away game. So my um, focus, right? My brain of the whole podcast studio decided to take a crap. All my mics. We won't be able to have guests till I get this fixed, um, dude. It's it, it won't. The power supply won't stay on. Something's wrong with the power. Yeah. And, uh, dude, that's like an $800 unit. <laughs> Just, it that's, only lasted a year. That's rough. Uh, it's so annoying. So right now we're running off just my regular, uh, MacBook microphone. We, yeah. I thought it sounded all right. Yeah. It was either that yeah. or no episode. Yep. And the show must go on. The show must go on. I think but it's good People enough. need their content. So. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I don't need all that fancy equipment. <laughs> yeah, I got this nice little USB mic. It just plugs right in, and it's a a microphone in a stand. It's a a cord that plugs directly into my laptop, and good to go. USB mics are great um, mm -hmm. until you want to have a bunch of people in studio sitting yes. around. Yes. Yeah. You otherwise USB mics all we need for normal mm -hmm. shows. But uh, when we get like three or four people around here in a circle, mm -hmm. that's when USB mic don't work no more. Nope. Um, but yeah, we're still here. We're on we're it. Here. We figured it out. <laughs> we're resourceful. And, and I think that the real talk of this uh, show is going to be problem solving. And boy, we had about 40 yeah. minutes of that to kick it <laughs> off. Free show. <laughs> yeah. Very, uh, <laughs> very good timing on that one. Every time <laughs> I get flashbacks from the Clayton Valentine episode, it's like, yep. it's like the real talk always relates <laughs> to what's going on. Even if it doesn't, like we kind of try to make them relating to our lives, but then when we pick a random one, fate just <laughs> smacks us in the face. Yep. It's amazing. It is it's amazing. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week, man? It was good. It was, uh, you know, nothing crazy, just, Nice, simple week. Um, yeah. Cruising. Good. Another another good week with the kids and, you know, one step closer. Got to see some family yesterday. That's always a always a good thing. So, yeah. 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 Good times. Um, I figured out I was allergic to bees this week. What? I, <laughs> How are you just now finding this out? So, I never was my whole life. Okay. Um, did I tell you the bee story about earlier this summer no. when I was running a dozer uh, in a field and farm, a bunch of land that we cleared? 
I didn't tell you this story. No. Um, so my grandpa, he's got this, he's got like 80 acres. He got it cleared mm. a couple years ago. Uh, and they like got rid of the stumps, uh, cut down all the trees, stump grinded it out. And then he just kind of left it sit for like a year. Well, there's still a bunch of holes everywhere and crap. So I went out there one day. Um, we were kind of slow on other stuff to do. So I went out there and ran dozer all day and <clears throat> filling in these holes. Well, I ran into bees, which I was kind of expecting it mm-hmm. anyway. And, and I started getting bit or stung. Um, you know, first one, I was like, dang, you know, tried to ride it off. Then I got stung again. And then I, then I shut my dozer off and took off running to my truck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then them yellow jackets are vicious, but these are the, those, those yellow jackets that, that burrow underground and make their nest underground somehow. Yeah. Uh, so I got stung like six times that day and that, that was fine. Most of the bites went away really quick, but I had one on my forearm. It, it kind of like. I don't know. It was like swollen for like a week and it was pretty big. It was like, uh, I don't know the circumference of a baseball size mm-hmm. on my forearm that was swollen for like a mm-hmm. week. And I was like, wow, you know, I've never had a sting stay bad like that. Well, that was like three months ago. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> this week, um, Jojo, you know, digging in my landscaping, like uh-huh. she always does. Well, the bees have found, uh, she was digging along the um, base of one of my bushes. Okay. Yeah. Like digging out my bush, so, you know, mm-hmm. dumb dog. Well, the yellow jackets decided that was a good place to, you know, Go set up a shop. Yeah, yeah. And they, well, they went under, they're underground. And yep. as I walked in my house and one of the, she must've agitated the uh, yellow jackets earlier. Cause they were mad already. Mm-hmm. And I got stung on the tip of my finger. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's annoying. You know, I was like, yeah. not a big deal. Sure. Well, later that night, dude, my hand, it looked like I had a water balloon, like on my hand. Like that's how swollen <laughs> the top of my hand was. Yikes. And, uh, I was like, man, this sucks. So I took Benadryl and I, I could like, I had like the edema, like I could press my hand mm-hmm. down and like, yeah. and stay there. it was pretty damn bad. Yeah. And I was like, man, I'm like, I must be getting more allergic to bees, you know, <laughs> like I'm, yeah. I'm getting stung. Too many times, right? Well, then I woke up the next day. It was uh, swollen really bad uh, down to my wrist. I could barely get my watch off, and my wrist was real swollen. Oh, wow. I was like, well, that's this kind of sucks. You know, Benadryl didn't really work. Well, then I went to work, kept working. <laughs> uh, so, you're, hold on. Your hand swelling to the point where you can't take your watch off was not enough <laughs> no, I, of a sign for you to go to the doctor. I did get my watch off, but um <laughs> <laughs> then I was working with the guys um and it just was bothering me all day. Eventually, dude, my whole forearm was swelled up <laughs> and it was real hot to the touch. And then you could see the mm-hmm. swelling just running down my arm and it eventually it got to the point it was like pretty much to my elbow. And I was like, dude, that, like, I was like, dad, you know, I was working with my dad and a bunch of other guys that day. I'm like, dad, I got to go. I think I need to call the doctor, get something called in or something. Cause this is bad. Like it was throbbing. I was starting to see like floaters and stuff in my vision, <laughs> all this bad Yikes. stuff. Right. <laughs> so I called my doctor and I was like, Hey, I actually called him first thing. First thing, uh, 
in the morning, I actually called him and said, mm-hmm. hey, I think I need an EpiPen. My, my reactions to these things are getting progressively worse. Well, I ended up calling, that was first thing in the morning when they opened, when I ended up calling around mm-hmm. lunch. I'm like, hey, I think I need something like right now. Like my, <laughs> my, the, the swelling is just spreading. And so they called me something in and took care of it real quick. It was like uh, prednisone. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a methyl prednisone alone. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took care of it. It was feeling pretty good by the end of the day. Yeah, I didn't have to go in. That's kind of yeah, cool. That's good. Uh, but dude, so now so I have you, an so epipen. You're to bees. <laughs> yeah, I've never been like that. My whole I've got stung a lot. Yeah, but like I'm thinking, dude, if I got stung in like the <clears throat> neck, mm-hmm. I'd probably be done. Like, yeah, the way my hand and arm swelled up, that's what made that's me scary. Call yeah. up the doc. So this is another little annoying thing, but yeah. we can we, thank uh, JoJo for that. <laughs> yeah, Once we. Did you so did you get rid of the nest? No, I'm actually gonna spray it tonight. Uh okay. this this was how it happened on Thursday, and I, mm-hmm. I've just been putting it off, but I got yeah. some bee spray. The thing okay. is, everybody says, you know, dump gas on it, blah blah blah. Yeah. Well, it's right next to my so, house and light yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> what we had we had this happen. Um, we had a, a yellow jacket nest. Um you know, right beside our driveway, right beside our front porch in our landscaping. Was it, was it underground? And it was underground. Yeah. Um, like in the mulch. Um, so it sounds like a very similar situation and there were bees flying in and out of there all, all day long. So what I did was yeah. I put, I poured two gallons of water in it. Um, like boiling <laughs> water oh. when, when they were asleep, you know, at nighttime. Right. And the next day there were like two bees, that were flying around trying to find their way in there. And then like a week later, there's just, there hadn't been anything since just boiling water, just, just boiling water. It doesn't even have to be boiling. Just like really hot water. Are you serious? Like hot, hot tap water would probably do it. No shit. No shit. That's crazy. I'm yep. surprised that would work. <laughs> I know. I got, what it did. I got this stuff. It's called bee bopper. It's just, a, okay. it's a spray in a can. It shoots out mm-hmm. like a can, like 20 feet. I was yeah. just planning on unloading that thing into the, uh, where I think the hole is. I, I can't mm-hmm. really see it. Yeah. I, well, I knew where the hole was. So I, I was able to pour it directly into the hole. <laughs> and it like, like the thing is I poured two gallons of water there and it took the entire thing. Um, really like i couldn't even see where it had like spilled over at all it didn't even start spilling over was it it like one was it like one big hole or was like a bunch of little burrow like ant looking holes like Uh, it was there was one hole like that big um how big like two inches like yeah a couple inches and uh and i just poured poured the water down there and i don't it it went wherever it went (laughs) (laughs) oh dude well, I I guess I could look for a hole here in, after we after the show. Yeah, it's much <laughs> easier to find in the daytime. I can tell you that because <laughs> I, I was, know I was down. Oh. I was I was digging around in our mulch for like ten minutes looking for it, and then I'm, I finally called my wife out because she knew where it was exactly. Oh my gosh! Well, now that I have this new allergic reaction, I kind of don't want to be. <laughs> digging around yeah that's why i'm like has i like walk by i'm like they're zipping in and out of there all day i like all day long i finally found the nest like for a while i couldn't tell where it was now i know where it is but yeah i don't really want to uncover it with uh my hands trying to find the hole yeah (laughs) oh we'll get there 
Oh uh, yeah. Well, make sure you cover up, wear some long clothes, long sleeve shirt, gloves, that sort of stuff. I got an EpiPen now. I got two of them. <laughs> Aren't those things like crazy expensive? Uh, or I got the off brand. Well, I got my insurance covers the off brand one. I got two of them for seventy eight bucks with my that's insurance. Not, that's not terrible. That's, that's I'm great. And say so you don't you don't want to, uh, you know, waste one if you don't have to. Yeah. Well, the like name brand EpiPen was going to be like three hundred bucks with insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I waited on the crazy. cheap one. Yeah. 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 So this probably is really outrageous with no insurance at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, I biked all week, uh, yeah. instead of Ryan, that yep. was interesting. I haven't, I guess I realized I haven't biked since I ran that, did that triathlon. Like, I don't know, it was mm-hmm. two or three years ago now. And you forgot and how to ride one. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't, <laughs> but I hopped on it and I thought, you know, no factor. I've been training all year. Uh, mm-hmm. this isn't going to be a big deal, you know, riding a bike, whatever mm-hmm. will be. So I rode it for like two hours or hour and a half. I forget what it was. I, I ended up making it 25 miles. Um, I thought it was like no factor. Like that was easy. Well, I got in my truck and was driving home down the interstate and my hamstrings in both legs started cramping so hard. And I'm like on the interstate with my cruise on trying to straighten my legs, like <laughs> scooting all the way back. Dude, I was so, it was so <laughs> damn bad. Like you would have thought it looked like there's a bunch of yellow jackets in my truck, the way I was acting. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't know if anybody was driving around me driving or not. All I could think about was like, I could not get my body and ass backwards far enough to straighten my legs. Cause I'm kind of tall anyway. It was awful. They're probably like, I'm going to turn off here, get away from that guy. <laughs> so that's what 25 <laughs> miles did to me. Yeah. Uh, but I did 45 today. Yeah. And I was, wow. I got my truck. Yeah, it took three hours. I got my truck and I was kind of getting ready for the cramps to come again mm-hmm. on my drive home. I haven't cramped. Nothing. Awesome. Nothing. 20 more miles. That's yeah, great. So, yeah. That's so you're, good. you're back in biking shape then. Yeah. I'm ready for a uh, freaking. <laughs> Iron Man now, right? Iron Man. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> be a little cold, but I've always wanted to do I kind of always wanted to do an Iron Man actually, but dude, that's that's a that's pretty far. Can be your Masogi challenge next year. No, I think Jess would probably definitely divorce me. <laughs> uh, do you know what an Iron Man is? <laughs> Isn't it like a marathon plus um uh, it's like it's, a hundred, a hundred fifty mile bike, I think. Bike ride, yeah, and then uh, two miles swim. Two mile swim, yeah, yeah. It's well, crazy. It's not that order. It it, it starts with the swim. It's then it swim, goes bike, swim, bike, run, right? Swim, bike, run. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's like a two. I can only imagine. Mile. I can only imagine finishing that 150 mile bike ride after swimming two miles and be like, okay, time to run a marathon. Oh. Uh, <laughs> That'd Four be awful. Ironman distances. Let's see. It's wow. Let's see. What is it? Total is one four one hundred forty miles. So two point four mile swim, one hundred twelve mile bike. Sorry, I exaggerated a little <laughs> bit. It's a one hundred twelve mile bike followed by twenty six point two run. But yeah, that that's a crazy Man. long bike. I did 40, 
let's see. I did 42, I think 42 miles today. It took me like 41 miles. Took me two hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so times that by what? Like pretty much three? Yeah. That's that'd be close. <laughs> That's crazy. It'd be like eight hours, eight and a half hours of biking. You'd have to you'd have to go so much faster. <laughs> How long would I it take you to swim the two miles? I don't know. When I did the first uh, triathlon, I, I swam a mile, but honestly, it's been like two or three years ago. I forget how long it really took. Yeah. I mean, not that long, not nothing crazy. Yeah, uh, it's, I, you probably do it in like an hour, maybe. But to swim one mile or two, two miles, uh, I'd probably take a couple hours. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fast swimmer. I don't know. Uh, I can't remember, man. Uh, anyways, we gotta move on. Yeah, Patriot <laughs> of the week. Uh, my patron of the week is uh, Demario Davis. He is a linebacker for the New Orleans Saints. Um, in his press conference this week, um, it got a little emotional. It was uh, he kind of told the story, a peek inside his life. Um, his he's got a daughter, four years old, um, and she has uh, epileptic seizures, and she's been on medication for a couple years now. Um, and they told her like they said, hey, if you can go you know, two years without, uh, having a seizure, you can get off the medicine. Um, you know, you'll be cured and you'll be fine. And yeah. they were in like the final days, um, of two years without a seizure. And she had the worst seizure that she's ever had. Damn. Um, I said, by the time the, uh, uh, paramedic showed up, she's foaming at the mouth. Um, they take her in the ambulance to the hospital. Uh, his wife goes with her and he, uh, it, she said that uh, the the daughter stopped breathing twice while they were in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. Dang. And, you know, of course he's standing at a podium um, just telling all of these reporters, this um, just going on and on and taking questions. He just said, Hey, I'm here to tell you a story and then I'm, I'm out of here. Um, but right. the whole time he's like real upbeat about it. Um, you know, he even reads a, he reads a Bible verse. Um, he said, you know, when uh, you know, the Bible says when, God comes and knocks on your door. Um, all you got to do is get up and answer it. Uh, let God into your life and he he'll sit there with you. He'll be there with you the whole time. So he says in the car, he's following the, the ambulance to the hospital in the car. And he's, uh, he's just praying, 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 praying. Um, you know, God make my daughter better. Um, and they stayed overnight in the hospital and he said that the, uh, in the middle of the night, he hears a knocking um and it wakes him up and he realizes it's his daughter is just knocking like on the bed or something and uh she wakes up the next morning and she's like her mind is more clear and she's like speaking more clearly than she was even before her seizures um she's like she's like better than she was before um you know her like they they let her go she was able to go to her daughter's or his, her sister's birthday party. Um, and, you know, he just, he's talking about the power of prayer and, um, you know, opening the door for God when he knocks, um, you know, let him come in, put it in his mm-hmm. hands, let him solve, solve these things that are out of your control. Um, so I just thought it was a really powerful story. It was, uh, you know, yeah. I, 
we'll share it on the uh, social if uh you know it it was it was a really powerful story and i'm glad he shared it yeah absolutely oh i, I can say is i hope she's better man seizures yeah. that's one thing that it's just like there's nothing you can really do when i don't know yeah like, yeah first aid wise i don't know man it yeah. sucks i hope she's better hope she's better absolutely um my patriot of the week is todd helton uh he's a former colorado rocky mlb player um mm-hmm. Well, he's helping relieve uh, Coloradans. Uh, he's helping with a nonprofit that he's created. I don't know if he created it, but he's working with them. He's going to help relieve $10 million in medical debt of uh, Colorado residents in need. Um, Helton and the organization, uh, RIP Medical Debt, is sending letters to residents in Colorado with outstanding medical bills. Uh, notifying them that you know their their bills taken care of and you know they don't have to worry about it and uh what a good deed Absolutely. that's crazy that's crazy yeah. <laughs> i mean a lot of people they get in this medical debt and then they just hospitals yeah. won't see them yeah they, they're not able to get medical treatment i mean it's just yeah. awful uh that some people get caught in a cycle like that yep Absolutely. Uh, so I, I mean, the system, you know, kind of feeds off of people like that. Um, you know, some of these prices that they they pay, you know, that they charge you for for basic medical care is just out, absolutely outrageous. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, crazy. You, you go to a hospital. <laughs> you, no one chooses to go to a hospital, right? You go there in a time of need, like I need help, help me, and then they turn around and and gouge you <laughs> for more money than you got. <laughs> It's nuts. yeah, it is. good good move on Todd. Yeah, um, yeah. He was a heck of a baseball player too. Oh yeah, you know you know of him. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He was uh, <laughs> he played first base for the Rockies uh, when I was a kid. So yeah, there you go. He's a still doing good things. Uh, it's just a great story when people can do stuff like that. Yeah. Also saw uh, work done. I think we talked about him before. Did you have him as a Patriot yeah, week? I think so. Still. Um, I saw this mm-hmm. week, you know, he's still doing his thing. He helps buy families in these homes. Yeah, he grew houses. he grew up uh homeless for a t- uh, short stint, so he uh he likes to make sure that people don't have to go through that same thing that he did. So another good guy. Yeah. All right. Well, time for the real talk. <laughs> real talk <laughs> <laughs> problem solving i, I um, sent you a list of like a hundred self 101 self-help topics yeah. to an article because we were kind of like i was like pick yeah. one from this list yeah and uh that's the one you came up with dude so i don't even know if this was on the list but i, I think it was there was something else on the list that made me think i'm like oh that goes well with problem solving so i can talk about problem solving because this is yeah, this is something that I deal with just about every day. Yeah, um, and you know the the uh, <laughs> you know the formal troubleshooting uh, process, right? Right. Um, so you know, it's so easy to you know to just jump in, and when you have a problem, 
say, oh, I know the answer. I just need to do something better, right? Do this better. Um, right. But most of the time, you're only treating the symptoms and you're not actually treating the, the cause, right? The root cause. Um, That's exactly what I have in my notes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Step yeah. one is identify the real problem. The real problem. Yes. The I get an easy. And my mind kept going back to, um, you know, mechanical things like, yes. um, like, a, you know, I mean, these are examples that apply later in life to more things, but the yeah. simplest, you know, of, of problem solving things is like, you know, mechanical problems. Like I remember yeah. I bought a truck, uh, and the carrier bearing went out that held the drive shaft. Well, what, what did I do? Uh, I just replaced the carrier bearing, right? Mm -hmm. Well, a couple months go by. Guess what's out again? The carrier, the carrier bearing. bearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The carrier bearing went out again. I was like, damn, you know, uh, I didn't fix the problem. Yep. You know, I, I I didn't at all. So then I started had to research again. And if the geometry of the drivetrain was messed up uh, from the lift they put on the truck. And I had to buy a carrier bearing drop kit to drop mm -hmm. the drive shaft down to not put as much, uh, you know, strain on that carrier bearing. Uh, Makes sense. Kind of a good example of not fixing the problem. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's oftentimes hard to identify what that root cause is. You know, right? You you kind of got in there, um, in in that example. It took you. It took you a few tries and a few carrier bearings, but um, right. you know, have you ever heard of the five Y method? No. Okay, so the five Y method is is kind of a uh, a very simple tool um, to address and find the root cause to identify the root cause of the problem. Um, and when I say it's simple, it is it's as simple as asking why five times, right? <laughs> um, so when you, you say something um, like, "Okay, here's my problem." Um, you say, my problem is I'm overweight, right? Why am I <laughs> overweight? Well, it's because I like to eat. Okay. Well, why do you like to eat? Uh, well, because comfort food makes me feel better. That's why. Okay. Well, why do you need comfort food? Uh, well, because I'm stressed out all the time. Well, why are you stressed out all the time? Well, probably, <laughs> probably because I, I, uh, don't manage my time. Well, well, why don't you manage your time? Well, that's sick. That's I mean, it, it doesn't have to be five wise. It can be as many as you need, right? We got to stop at some point. You have to actually stop. fix well, something. <laughs> at some point, well, at some point, you uh, you find the root, the real root cause, right? And maybe the root cause is, um, you know, I play on my phone too much when I should be doing work, or um, I I don't get enough sleep, um, therefore I'm always tired, right? Um, right. So along the way you can find fixes for each of those steps. And then when you get down all the way to the root cause, you can, you can solve the root cause and everything fixes itself. Right. Yeah. I like that. So that's uh, yeah, cool. that's just kind of a, it's, it's a, it's a nice useful tool and really you can, it'll identify, um, you know, different failure. We call them failure modes. Right. Um, so then each of those failure modes have different, um, possible, possible ways that they can happen, possible things that they can influence. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, that's a good one, dude. 
I mean, uh, kind of some stuff I had in my notes uh, is pretty much everything you said about, you know, not fixing the actual problem. You're mm-hmm. fixing a symptom. Uh, for example, you know, something's not going right and at work and it, it, the people you're dealing with in your department day to day stuff. And um, you want to just point your finger and say, well, they're the problem. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it it's usually deeper than that. And, you know, they're not the problem. It's something else. And I guess if you ask why, like you said, the five why right. thing, you know, you'll actually find the root cause, not just, well, they're lazy pieces of crap. You know, <laughs> Right. Maybe, it's yeah, easy. maybe they have something it's, going on at home that you don't know about. Um, maybe, maybe they just don't understand what you need from them. Um, and, yeah. You know, and maybe they just, they need someone to help show them the way that they're supposed to do it. Right. Um, I mean, it, maybe. You, usually the root cause is something that simple. That last why is something that simple. Well, something, uh, yeah, so, something as easy as they don't know how to do it right. Well, one thing I kind of like to do in around Luberg Inc., what we do, the foreman and everybody who's the leadership positions, it's you tell them what you want to do, you show them what you want to do, mm-hmm. then you tell them to do it. It's right. not like you don't just tell them what to do. Right. Uh, if, if they don't know, uh, unless it's somebody, you know, you're, you're training somebody, right? right? Tell, show, do. Right. And then, then tell them when you want it done by, too. Like mm-hmm. then they'll know your expectations. Right. Uh, Absolutely. Cause you know, people like to get a job and if they don't have a, a time stamp on when they want it done, they'll just never do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and expectations won't be there. You'll be mad. Uh, maybe, maybe if you're being unreasonable about unreasonable about the time frame, something can be done. You know, they'll say, Hey, I, you know, don't think I can get done that quick. And, and then you won't be mad later or something, but. Uh, I like tell show do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's that's kind of the uh, at the end of the day, that's how you master a a task, right? Right. Um, someone shows shows you how to do it or tells you how to do it, then they show you how to do it. You watch them do it, um, yeah. and then they watch you do it, um, and then you're by that point you're able to do it on the way that, the way they want it. <laughs> yeah, the way that it should be done. Yep. It reminds me of. Uh, <laughs> this is a long time ago. My dad was showing me how to drive a tractor. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he didn't do the, um, he told me what to do <laughs> and I did it, <laughs> but it wasn't the, you know, the way that the way. he wanted to do it. So yeah. he got on that. It was, I was running a hay rake, uh, getting some, uh, what was it? It was just smoothing up a bunch of stuff with a hay rake. And, uh, you know, I, once he showed me, once he ran it and showed me how he was running it, I was like, oh, yeah, well, ain't no wonder he ain't happy with the way I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. He was ripping on that thing, and I was just, like, cruising around in second gear. <laughs> I'm like, oh, dude wants to get after it on the Massey Ferguson. He's getting after it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's kind of – I think that was good, some good stuff, man. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of like the other uh, the other way to solve problems is, uh, of course, you, you you can't just sit back and expect it to solve itself, right? Um, so try on error, right? Try something. If it doesn't if it doesn't work, I mean, at the end of the day, try on error is uh, undefeated. Eventually, you get to the, to the problem. It's better so than like nothing. With, <laughs> with your uh, 
with your scarlet there we tried uh, a different power cord we tried a different plug <laughs> you know uh, eventually we started every input just, we changed it well we started trying different things i was like well what if we just record the show you know on my airpods with the mic through there <laughs> well that sounded awful so then i was like well i have some old xbox uh gaming stuff from back in the day <laughs> some headsets, headsets. Yeah. some headset uh one sounded okay, you said, but yeah, it sounded it sounded similar to this, but you couldn't hear me. But I couldn't hear you very well. It was like I was like half of the press on the thing, and then the other and the other one off. had the opposite problem where I couldn't hear you, but you could hear me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to try different things. Yeah, at the end of the day, we made it work. Just like uh, when I was stranded in North Carolina with a truck that, that <laughs> yeah, wasn't running, absolutely. I was trying everything for <laughs> like do something for like yeah. four hours. Yeah, you got to do something. Uh, I I see like problems as every problem is part of a system. When a problem occurs, there's a failure in the system. Mm-hmm. You just got to figure out which part. Yeah, and um, there may there may be multiple failures they may be failing at the same time but be completely unrelated right mm-hmm. um so that's that's what you know doing the five why it, you walk through everything backwards right and you along the way you discover multiple things that could be going wrong yeah the the, the quick list i had wrote down here which i think you covered most of it was identify the problem you know and like you said the real problem how you do that the five whys, yep. uh, that will be helpful. Uh, the other thing I put is you have to be analytical. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're doing trial and error, you can't not be scientific. You can't yeah. be random as crap, so random that you're not, you know, systematically getting rid of things, solutions that aren't work. Yeah, you can't like, do unscientific hey, trial and error. Maybe that uh, plug is wrong. Let's switch it over to the other plug. That was the first thing we did. Okay, the plug is is not the problem because it's doing the same thing in both plugs. Let's try the cord. <laughs> maybe the cord's wrong. Uh, try another cord. cord. That didn't work. <laughs> then I thought maybe my localized little electrical area just had too much of a load on it. Unplugged everything here. Tried the other part of my. I don't know. I think yeah. yeah. Anyways, the scarlet's not good, but you know. <laughs> Sorry, I don't the, mean to keep bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, dude. Sore subject. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just over a year old. I feel like they're yeah. not going to fix that. I know a guy who's really good at working on electronics. I'm I'm going to take it to him. Yeah. I mean, he's a simple, it's a simple power supply issue. Yeah, I don't it should know. be. Yeah, Hopefully, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I got. I, the other things I had, you know, evaluation is a big part of problem solving. Once you try something, yeah. you know, evaluate. Um, maintenance can prevent problems. Yep. Um, Preventative maintenance. Is, everything's different, different <laughs> situations. You know, yep. even if your problems stem from like relationships, like if you're neglecting something or someone, and that's the cause of your problems because you're not maintaining, you know, even your personal yep. re- relationships. Absolutely. Uh, or equipment. Um, I, maybe I should have put some uh, electrical <laughs> spray down in that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I wrote is see see the problem yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many times have you came across a problem and you're you kind of want to trust 
somebody's word mm-hmm. and, and, and somebody's word runs up the chain of command and he was totally fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> totally wrong. Yep. Uh, his, his problem, it happens all the damn time. And now I kind of just, I don't believe really what anybody says until I see it for myself. Yeah. I, I, we've run into that a lot in our company. Uh, that's kind of like when the leadership needs to step in and then you got to start the, when, when, when you get presented with a problem as a leader, uh, you can't just take everybody's word for, for what's going on. Yeah. See it yourself. That's all I had. Good deal. And open dialogue. But anyway, yeah, that kind of speaks for itself, you know? Sure. You yeah, don't there, wanna... There's never a bad idea, right? Um, it's always worth trying if if somebody can picture it in their mind it is a possible uh failure mode right um and therefore it should be checked off right so well that was a good one dude i'm glad you picked it yeah me too current events we didn't even talk about this (laughs) no we didn't um the only thing i had in here i don't know if you've been keeping up on it was the New Mexico governor uh, signing that she declared a public health crisis in New Mexico and decided she had the authority to ban the citizens from carrying guns, banning all guns. <laughs> I think it was in Albuquerque. Okay. This is um, the wait, this is the governor or like the mayor? The governor. Okay. The governor of New Mexico oh, implemented nice. a gun a gun ban mandate uh last week and you know she doesn't have the authority to do that right that that's covered in the u.s constitution the right to bear arms that's the second amendment uh violation well she declared they have a public health crisis you know this is like on the covid Mm -hmm. things the covid things are making her think she has the authority she (laughs) declared the gun violence in the city you know, a public health crisis and that mm-hmm. therefore she had the authority to ban the gun. So uh, they just go away. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm sure that every gun that has been involved in those shootings were uh, legally owned by the, <laughs> by the perpetrator. No. So, so everybody there's, you know, was throwing a fit, you know, it's unconstitutional and it, yeah. eventually a judge struck her order down like you can't do that that's an unconstitutional i think she's since amended it she's still i think the thing is that she still says there's no guns allowed in any parks um or playgrounds that is the Uh, new yes she can she can probably do that yeah but she did implement a city citywide she tried to implement a citywide ban on even people with you know concealed carry permit no concealed Mm -hmm. carry or open carry allowed mm-hmm. uh which is unconstitutional people are throwing a fit and yeah. uh uh rightfully so yeah that's not gonna fix anything no nope i don't i mean personally you know i don't even like the bantam in parks thing like really you really think a ban it affects law-abiding citizens yeah. <laughs> criminals don't help follow much. the law <laughs> This is not addressing the root cause of the problem. This is yes. This is it's not even really addressing a symptom. To be honest, it's an it's an. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that is something I had buried in my notes. Uh, yeah. You you can't emotionally react to the problem. Yeah, that's a that, 
that's an easy thing to do. Dude, I can tell you not to bring up the Scarlet again, but if it was me <laughs> um, and I would have emotionally reacted, I would have probably smashed the Scarlet. <laughs> Come on, dude. Now I'm going to fix it. That is how I, I deal with my problems. I smash them. <laughs> no, you do not. It depends. <laughs> yeah, but good on, I don't know. If you're in New Mexico, you got to vote her out, dude. You got to vote her out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a real good way to make sure that you do not get reelected. And if she does, better move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you're not amongst your fellow patriots over there if they're yeah. if that's what they want. Man. Yeah. That's yeah. all I had on current events, really. I do have one. Um, have you been? Have you seen any of this um, Las Vegas cyber attacks? No. Um, so MGM, of course, they're one of the biggest casinos out there. Um, they have all these hotels and casinos on the strip and everything. Yeah, um, sounds bad. So they got hacked. Um, so they shut down all of their servers and everything. Uh, so that they wouldn't, get, the hackers wouldn't get anything, right? They're basically being ho- held hostage by these hackers. No way. And the, and the way that these hackers got uh, control of all of that information was uh, they found an MGM employee, uh, someone high up in the organization on LinkedIn, found their account on LinkedIn, their contact yeah. info and everything. And then they called the, IT help desk for MGM and pretended to be that person and reset their password and took over their account. <laughs> and now that they have all of the information that they need from within MGM's system. Wow. Yeah. So they've uh, MGM is like shut down all of their systems. Um, so if you have so like the- a di- digital room key does not work. Uh, slot machines does not work. Anything does this, digital. Does this work. affect their sports betting platforms that are like nationwide? I don't think so. Um, it seems like it's at this point anyway, just uh in local yeah. Now they may be able to get your data. Um, the hackers may have uh may be able to like see your account um and you know your information and stuff like that. Uh I don't. I don't know. That it seems like that's what MGM's trying to protect against. Um, <laughs> Man, so, yeah. It is just like one of those. <laughs> yeah, that's a big. Uh, that's a big problem. Huge, huge casino with a lot of stuff going on. For <laughs> they got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. So. Wow. They're gonna have to fix that system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got a problem. But something. Something <laughs> as simple as calling the help desk and saying, I forgot my password. I need to reset it. <laughs> and it worked. Well, they had to, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to do. Yeah. I, I don't want to incriminate myself, but I remember when we hijacked someone's account. <laughs> no, never. no, when we never. were When we were young and immature. <laughs> no, we never did anything like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we should have put it up on the dark web, right? <laughs> See, here's the thing: you do illegal things sometimes. Th- then it's a non thing to get access. It's the next thing to what do you take, do with it? Yeah, 
when you start doing something with it, then you're entering criminal waters, right? <laughs> then you're like Andrew Tate territory. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, See man. a lot of like the stolen credit cards and things, the hackers will get the credit card info mm-hmm. and then they'll go on the dark web and sell it. Right. Like they don't want to do the crime. They don't, of, they don't, yeah. They just distribute like, Oh, I they have make it this. available. Yes. <laughs> and they try to pass the buck. Yeah. Uh, all right. What the crap? All right. What the crap? crap. Um, before we do my new what the crap, um, I have a couple updates on previous what the craps. Um, do you remember <laughs> the story um, from Las Vegas? I think it was back in like April, a few months ago, um, where the aliens landed in the people's backyards. <laughs> you remember that? Yes, one? I did kind of wonder what happened. Well, about that. they're they're mad because people uh don't believe them when they say that the that they had aliens land in their backyard. And they so didn't film them. They didn't film them. Um taking it in. That. But they have they're so upset that people aren't believing them that they've come out and said we swear um we can even provide pictures of what they looked like. So here yeah. I'm going to share my screen and show you this is what they provided. A picture of what they look like. Can you see that? I can't <laughs> see nothing. Oh, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they that's what they provided. That's uh that's what it says. That's what they, that's what landed in their backyard. Um it's a hand-drawn picture <laughs> of well, That's fine. Just, Looks like a little alien. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. So Did you see... Uh, who could refute uh, that? <laughs> it looks good to me. Yeah. <laughs> that looks scary. It does. That's why they're... Why won't anyone believe them? <laughs> All right, get that thing off my screen. <laughs> How the crap? Anyways, hey... Um. Did you? I, I missed this in current events. Did you see where uh, the Mexican government was presented with a uh, alien, a uh, possible alien life form? Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it, something about it. Yeah. It about looks like that picture. <laughs> it looks like uh, something some some high schooler made in art class, right? They declared that's an alien mummy. It's like it looks yep. like a piece of concrete. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I mean, aliens are real, but are but we this, are going to agree on I, that? But you can't say I've got evidence. Here it is, and it's a hand-drawn picture that you, <laughs> your kid drew in pencil. Yeah. To be fair, that guy might not even have a phone. Did you see his hands? He looked like a <laughs> like a hardworking Mexican American. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> oh man. Uh the other update that I had was uh your inmate from I think it was last week uh that yeah. escaped from from the Pennsylvania prison. Yeah, um, Danny Calvaconte. Yeah. Uh Murderer. He, got, he got caught. They, Murderer uh, on loose. They have him back in custody. Um and the police were actually doing a press conference uh, 
to, you know, alert the public that, Hey, we found this guy. He's back behind bars. You're safe now. Right. Right. Um, so this guy named Mike Rainey, he's a comedian and podcaster from uh, Philadelphia. He somehow found himself in this press conference amongst all the reporters and he got picked to ask a question. So here is his question. Also, is there any concern that he would team up with another small man to step inside the trench coat, little rascal style? No. <laughs> Was there any concern that he would step inside of a trench coat with another small man, little rascal style? <laughs> what? A, what a stupid ass. <laughs> to try to hide. <laughs> He's so the, stupid. The cop's just like, no. No. <laughs> What an idiot. <laughs> yeah. He so was, I, uh, he was I, kindly I, asked to leave right after that. <laughs> man, that was a two-week manhunt. They put a lot of resources into finding him. Yeah. Um, I guess he. they ended up finding him with like a UAV uh, plane that mm-hmm. picked up, you know, his presence, the thermal yeah. presence in the woods. And then uh, – yeah, you know, they they rolled in on him, and I saw he the dog got to him first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I saw the I think the dog's name was man. I don't want to get this wrong now. I should have wrote this down. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think the dog's name was Yoda. Uh, he got. <laughs> I don't know why it's got to be like. Why would I randomly think that? Uh, so a, a German Shepherd or a Malinese or something rolled up on him, and he got bit up. It like bit him in the head. There's a picture of the dude. He's like yeah, covered he's, in blood. Oh yeah. yeah, he wasn't feeling too hot. He actually had a rifle on him, a 22 rifle that he stole from somebody wow. during the two weeks. That's scary. So, so he was on the ground, belly down, covered in leaves, and then the dog got on him. And obviously, you know that dog probably saved an officer from getting mm-hmm. shot. Yeah, probably. What a hero, dog! I mean, dogs are awesome. What an amazing tool. Mm-hmm. That they can use yeah dogs are awesome yeah a border patrol dog named yoda yeah gra- <laughs> grabbed him <laughs> who forcibly resists arrest before being subdued yes. I hope yoda's all right i think he is it seems like it yeah yeah true patriot of the week should have been yoda yoda yeah, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> oh man um all right so my new what the crap this week Um, we got, this one comes from China. Um, there are a couple people that work construction in China. Um, the problem is that they have to, uh, because of the great wall of China and their proximity to it, they have to go around, um, and kind of go way out of their way to get to their job site. Um, so they came up with the grand plan of, just busting down a portion of the great wall of China uh, to make a shortcut. No way. <laughs> they tore down a big chunk of the, of the great wall of China. It's just like a mountain of rubble now. And uh, they just climb up, climb down <laughs> to, to get to work in a shorter amount of time. <laughs> no way. So, so like- yeah, they, they've been arrested. Um, I'm sure they're going to, Wow. That's probably not going to end up well for them, but. No, <laughs> that's bad. 
They're gonna That's bad. They're gonna be in big trouble. <laughs> All right. My what the crap comes out of Vermont. Uh Burlington, Vermont, for that matter. Um it's another manhunt. Um okay. this guy's name, Eric Edson. He's facing a dozen charges of armed robbery and, you know, evading police and, uh, you know, stealing crap. <laughs> uh, police first began looking for Edson last week after he assaulted two police officers. Then he stole a sailboat and sailed away in a lake <laughs> in a damn sailboat, uh, Crashed the vessel onto shore and fleed into a wooded area. He's been on the run all week ever since. Um, he was re- he was spotted at a far- at a Johnson Farm and Garden, which I don't know. Apparently, that's Vermont speak for tractor supply. <laughs> yeah, there's not much yeah. up there. Um, <laughs> but uh, he he was spotted at a Farm and Garden store Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, two employees said they helped him because he was soaking wet from head to toe. <laughs> <laughs> this must have been shortly after the sailboat chase. Yeah. And uh, you know, he paid five hundred dollars in cash, wet cash, and uh <laughs> got a whole new look from head to toe at the Johnson Farm and Garden. Nice. Um they were looking the search continued into Thursday. Um he was spotted on a surveillance photo, a multiple surveillance photos. Uh he stole a tractor. They saw him on a tractor. And he's also caught on surveillance in a dump truck. They eventually, man, he's resourceful. He's crafty. They eventually spotted uh, Edson in a kayak <laughs> on the <laughs> on the Lamoy River, which is believed to have been stolen as well. Um, <laughs> he, after he's spotted by police, he fled on foot. Uh, jumping into a river and trying to swim away to safety <laughs> in another nearby river. Um, eventually was arrested near the southern shore of Georgia Mountain Road. Um, <laughs> what a wild ride. So how far did he end up making it? I, I, I don't know. Did he, did he make it out of Vermont? Well, he was in Burlington, and he got arrested in Georgia, Florida. It, it's Georgia, but Florida, uh, not Georgia, Florida, Georgia, Vermont. Sorry, okay. really, really just throwing states in there. <laughs> he he started in Burlington, Vermont. And he got arrested in Georgia, Vermont. I don't really know how far those places are away. Let me look. Uh, they're like that's, that's like 30, 30 minutes away. <laughs> Not very far. So he made, yeah, he made. I can see. Oh, what's that lake? Lake Champlain? Yep. Is that how you say it? It it's looks like he was headed to Canada. He was heading north. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. He wasn't far much, from Canada. Much like, unlike Zach Bryan, he was heading north, not heading south. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my what the crap. Yeah. That's funny. So- so close, man. He made it about halfway. He uh Burlington to Canada. He spoke briefly at a press conference. Uh and he said all he said is 
I am not guilty of armed robbery. I just want to let everybody know that right now. But <laughs> it wasn't so, armed. I just stole all the money. <laughs> so wrong. he's he didn't deny stealing all the other <laughs> shit. Or, or he didn't even deny robbery. Yeah, he just he said he's not <laughs> just, guilty of armed robbery. <laughs> I wasn't armed, I swear. <laughs> oh man. Sports. Sports. I don't really have anything too big to talk about. Um, apparently, Deion Sanders had a football game this week. I think that's the only thing that ESPN talked about all week. Um, did you catch any of that Colorado game? No, no. What happened? Uh, so, Colorado, Colorado State uh, was this week. Um, yeah. And the Colorado State coach made a comment about, um, you know, when he talks to people, he likes to take his sunglasses off because he was raised right. And yeah, you know, uh, I did see that. So then uh, Deion Sanders says, you know, it wasn't going to be this way, but you made it personal. So now we're going to have to kick your ass. Right. <laughs> so Dion right. actually brought his mom in for the, uh, for the pregame speech. And he said, you know, the only time I ever get mad is when uh, people talk about you guys or when they talk about my mom. And he said, they, uh, they told me, you know, his comments, said that his mama raised him right and my mama didn't raise me right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just kind of looks at his mom and she goes, I raised him right. <laughs> so, yeah, the whole team's <laughs> just going nuts. Uh, they were fired up. Uh, but they came, they came out. Colorado State actually had a uh, pretty good showing. The game ended up going into double overtime. Did it really? Yeah, and Colorado won at the end. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I was wondering how that one shook out. I saw – that that coach's comment. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean Colorado State played them tough. You know, hats off to them, but they uh they kind of blew it there at the end. So dang it. Well, it was cool. It went into double overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> Buckeyes finally, win. finally looked good. Um yeah, they, they rolled. They uh put the foot on the gas and ran ran away there. So uh big matchup with Notre Dame coming up this week. So that should be yeah, a, fun that's a big one. one. We didn't talk about it on the podcast. Didn't did Bama lose? Yeah. Bama, Bama lost to Texas. Yes. Yeah. That was last uh, week, last week, but we didn't yes. talk about it. But then, yeah, but then they almost lost this week too. It was did they put? South Florida. <laughs> it was three to three in the third quarter, like late third quarter. They pulled away oh, in the fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they were on, they were hanging around there. So, yeah, Bama it's, seems to have uh, they they have quarterback problems. They don't have a a capable quarterback. It seems so. We'll see what they can come up with, man. It's, it's uh, I mean, you hate to see it. You just hate yeah. to see oh, Bama yeah. struggling, right? <laughs> the the America's been waiting on this for like a decade. But the thing is, they're gonna they'll have like one bad year, and then they'll go back to what they were. Although it does kind of feel like Georgia's kind of taken that from them george is the top dog now i'm sick of bama this is all this is great yeah absolutely Uh, bobcats won yeah did you see iowa uh, state iowa state that's a big win for it's a nice one yeah yeah um so matt campbell he's the iowa state coach and he uh he was like the top guy 
uh, rumored for every job a couple years ago, and and really for yeah. like every, for like for like five years in a row, they're like, oh, Matt Campbell. You know, if Ohio State job opens up, Matt Campbell's the guy. Um, he was rumored for NFL jobs, and he turned down everything. Um, every every big time job, he turned it down to stay at Iowa State. And no way. Yeah. So he uh, he lost to OU on Saturday, and an Iowa State fan. Um, as he's walking to the locker room, says, Coach, you're on the hot seat. What are you doing, man? <laughs> and Matt Campbell <laughs> turned around and confronted that fan, had to be pulled away. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Look up that video. <laughs> <laughs> so that one that one hurt Iowa State pretty bad. Yeah, they've been doing well. Uh I remember we lost when I was at Ohio. We lost a pretty good player. He transferred to Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ended up in the NFL, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Guess it's time. <laughs> What's it going to be? <laughs> got Biden gaff as it should be his mic ended up being cut by the white cut off by the white house in this one if you don't know what you want that's immediate if you don't have a game plan he may have a game plan he just hasn't shared it with me but I tell you what I don't know about you but I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then somebody asked him a question. And I'll just cut the mic. <laughs> he was ready for bed. He's going to bed. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I thought it reminds me of like the Windows thing. <laughs> like he's done. He was shutting her down. Yep. He looked really tired in that video. I can't imagine that he's not always tired. He's always thinking about going to bed. Always past his bedtime, no matter what time it is. (laughs) Uh, Let's put it on the rails. Therefore, do you not worry about tomorrow? For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Matthew six thirty-seven. And what's that mean? It means that um like you shouldn't think um about like the problems that will happen probably later. <laughs> think about the problems now because those problems end up never even happening. Yeah, and we've got enough things to worry about now, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, so just focus on the here and now. Mm-hmm. Good job, buddy. There's a lot of wisdom in that old book. Mm-hmm. That's the show. Freedom on. Freedom on.